Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here with a random monster from a random monster manual. This week, I have monster manual number two from Dungeons & Dragons 4th edition. Matt, this one is a classic, so I'm not going to tell you the name. Okay. Although thematically, it fits in kind of... Loosely thematically, it kind of fits into what we discussed last week. Okay. I don't want you to... I think you're going to be confused by that statement. I'm going to think too much. I think you're going to think too much. Okay. Let's say superficially this fits with last week's. Gotcha. Well, luckily for you, I barely think at all. (laughs) These creatures roam caverns and dungeons, seeking metals to devour, making them a nightmare for any civilized creature dwelling underground. You can't get it with just that? No, I got it. I got it. I'm just trying to remember what the actual name of it is. Oh, my God. That is... Yeah, I have it. It's embarrassing. Right. I, I have the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> they typically attack the nearest large source of metal, so the most heavily armored enemy is often its target. Uh, the, the hunger for metal drives them, and it heads straight for the closest enemy wearing metal armor or brandishing a metal melee weapon. It isn't clever and often provokes opportunity attacks as it turns to its next target. Usually... After it dissolves a suit of armor or a few weapons, it retreats, content with its belly full of rust. Yeah. The rust monster. (laughs) The rust monster. I always thought I'd be good at Jeopardy, but apparently I can't do this stuff on the spot. So this is fourth edition rust monster. Okay. And pretty common with fourth, fourth edition monsters Even with the classic ones, they had variations. So we have the Rust Monster, which is a level six skirmisher. They also also provide us with a young Rust Monster swarm, which is level nine. That's cool. And then a Dwalmer Eater. Some Rust Monsters develop a taste for magic and eat items infused with arcane energy in order to grow larger and stronger. So a, a Dwomer, 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 D, D, D-W-E-O-M-E-R, Dwomer. I'm just going to call it Dwomer. I think so. Yeah. The Dwomer Eater is a level 11. Okay. Going back to the, the plain rust monster, they have your standard bite. If the target is wearing heavy armor, the armor is rusting until the end of the encounter. While the armor is is rusting, the target takes a cumulative negative one to AC to a maximum penalty of negative five. Wow. But like much AC doesn't give you much above a, a five, right? Yeah, exactly. They also have the dissolve metal that they can do once per encounter. It targets a creature wearing or wielding a rusting magic item. So it has to hit with the bite first. Okay. Wearing a rusting magic item. Oh, and it has to be a magic item. Targets a creature wearing or wielding a rusting magic item of of 10th level or lower or any 
non-magic rusting item. Okay. It's a plus nine versus the reflex. And if they hit, the rusting item is just destroyed. It's just, just gone. Wow. Then rusting defense. It is an at will. When the rust monster is hit by a weapon attack, the weapon used in the triggering attack is rusting. Just instant. If you hit me, it will turn to rust. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is rough. I mean, luckily it is all kind of melee based. So it's not like it can shoot oh, sure. a ray of, of rust the or ray whatever. Of, yeah, if the rust monster and the, the beholder yeah. had a baby. Yeah. And then the swarm is kind of the same thing. It has, instead of the bite, it has the swarm of teeth, but it's mm-hmm. still swarm damage and, and rusts things. Then the, they have the rusting defense as well. The Dwarmer Eater has your bite, has dissolve item, which is a recharge on six. Targets a creature wearing or wielding a decaying magic item of 15th level or lower. Okay. Same thing, destroys it. Yep. Magic consumption, when the Dwemer Eater is hit by an attack that uses a magic implement or weapon. The implement or weapon used in the triggering attack is decaying until the end of the encounter. So does that mean a magic focus where you don't actually physically touch the thing? That I mean, that's is hit by an attack that uses a magic implement. That's what that sounds like to me. Uh, you would probably have to use GM's discretion on that, I would imagine. But yeah, I I I would go down that route. I mean, if you're just by throwing a rust monster at them, you they they should know exactly what they're getting into. Yep, and you shouldn't be pulling punches. No, I I agree. As as cruel as a rust monster is, I don't know how you can pull a punch. I don't with that. You, you know, can, no. Well, I mean by 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 making it only have to be melee. You know, something like that. Oh yeah, but but come on. So some lore, some rust monster lore with a nature check of fourteen. Okay. Rust monsters devour metals to survive. Most spend their lives leaching minerals from stone, but purer manufactured metals draw them like blood draws sharks. Since their food is scarce, rust monsters typically have only one or two young per brood. In places where food is plentiful, such as near a load of metal ore, a pair of rust monsters can have dozens of offspring. Nature of 19, a rust monster that feeds on residuum retains it within its body. The residuum can be retrieved after its death. Those that have eaten a large amount of residuum, I guess residuum is just like raw magic. I was going to say, is it some kind of special special mineral or? Yeah, it's the Dwomer has residuum recovery. Oh, actually, so does the rust monster. So residuum recovery, a Dwomer eater consumes any item it destroys the residuum from any magic items the Dwomer Eater has destroyed can be retrieved from its stomach. The residuum is worth the market value of the item, not one-fifth the value. Interesting. Wow. So, so it's raw material. It's raw magic material, and you can just basically go buy a new one, yeah. I guess, if it's the same the same wow. value. Yeah. That 
uh, that's a whole new meaning to loot the body, I suppose. Yeah, if, I mean, it's it's revenge. You're getting your stuff back. Yeah. So there's actually a little section in here specifically that says a guide to using the rust monster. Oh, awesome. For a PC, the threat of losing gear can be greater than the threat of being reduced to zero HP. Because of this fact, rust monsters can be more terrifying for players to face than a rampaging red dragon. And it's when they put it like that, it sounds so absurd, but it's true. Oh, it is. Like, I would much rather wipe than have lose all of my gear, you yeah. know? For sure. A character who loses his or her armor becomes extremely vulnerable, and a character who's lost a magic item won't be as effective in later encounters. Let's see. The possibility of recovering residuum from a rust monster alleviates the disadvantage to some de some degree, but the PCs will still need to find time to rest and use a create magic item ritual. And they might even need to head back to town to find a way to replace the item. Yeah, that's the problem is you you find these guys in caverns. This is the middle of a of a encounter. This isn't going to be the boss. So you don't finish your encounter, finish, you know, the finish the rust monster and then go back to town naturally. This is going mm -hmm. to be a oh man, we can't we can't go on. Yeah, I be wary of PCs who try to abuse a rust monster's powers to their advantage by using rust monsters to consume items the PCs would otherwise sell for one-fifth of their value. So that's where the one-fifth comes okay. in. In such cases, you should reduce the resulting residuum to one-fifth value, effectively making the rust monster a free disenchant magic item ritual. I... That implies that you are swimming in extra gear well, yeah. and extra magic items. How nice is your DM? Yeah, he's giving it, you that if, money. If that's the case, then I don't think he's worried about the, the the value of the residuum. And you have to kill the rust monster anyway. That's true, too. So they're coming in with a crate of stuff that they don't want anymore. Just a couple hand trucks. Yeah. And hope that they find a lot of rust monsters to safely feed and then kill. Yeah. So it's it's a it's basically a, a pork farm, but for rust monsters and residuum. Yeah. So what you're saying is that a love uh, a level, say eighteen, party mm. is going to just come in there and use it as their own their farm. I guess that's what they're warning against. I don't know. I mean, I it's probably good that it's in there because. You want to try to cover your bases as much as possible just so that there's no wiggle room because that's the kind of thing where if a, a DM was to do that, then you would you know be up in arms and the whole party would be against you. And you could point to the book and say, listen, oh, yeah. this is what they said to do yeah. when you guys try to, to game the system like that. They warned me against you, yeah. you monsters. <laughs> yeah. But again, I don't think that it's something that I would even consider. Well, I think I think there have to be a lot of factors that 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 are going on in your game for that to even be viable. Yeah. A, a sense of of having extra gear, knowing about 
residuum, knowing about resale value, things like that. Like in general, I've only ever played in a game where like you find the stuff you need. It's not, exactly. it's not like we pick through. It's not like Diablo where you just, you're dropping gear yeah. because you have so much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Al- although, but let's remember this is 4E. So it was super oh, video game. So it was Diablo. It, it was WoW. It was, I yeah, think it was okay. based on WoW. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. That's a good point. So these, this is a classic. Yep. It's a classic. They are medium. So they're, they're, they're pretty big. I would say they're the size of like a small pony, right? Like they're, they're pretty hefty. I would say at least that. Yeah. Yeah. A cow. A cow. Yeah. They, assuming Assuming you're not hitting, you're not fighting the Dwomer Eater, a Rust Monster is fairly simple if you have a Barbarian. With a club? With a club. With yeah. a club, yeah. yeah. The Swarm, there's nothing Swarm-like about this. Oh, it has a Swarm attack, sorry. Each enemy that starts its turn within within five feet takes three damage. If the enemy has a rusting item, that enemy is also slowed until the end of its turn. Okay, that's a cool little mechanic. Yep. All right. But other than that, it's just, it's basically the rust monster. Yeah. So being a classic and being, and having the, the effects that it does it screams it's very it's very early D. oh yeah just in in terms of irreparable harm coming to your your players in one form or another yeah other than that like i just i could not throw this at my my players maybe in a one shot yeah where where they have the opportunity to come upon an armory or something to to restock. To restock. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only way that I would do it, you know, and it would be one of those where you come across a rust monster that's trying to break down a door to get into the armory in the next room. Oh, okay. You defeat the rust monster. Whether you lose weapons in the process or not, you're able to access that armory. Yeah. Yeah, and if that's the case, maybe you... Unless your players are super, super careful, maybe you make a point for at least one of them to lose something. I would say so. Because yeah. that, that on, on the grander scale, that idea of the penalty to your, your weapon or your armor is dreadful and terrifying and really makes the, the encounter all that much more challenging. Yep. But knowing, at least for the DM, knowing in the back of your mind, like, this stuff's all going to be replaced, so I don't need to feel bad, you know? Exactly. It, it allows you to kind of guilt-free throw this at them while they're all panicking and, and, and losing their minds over having to deal with the consequences. Precisely. Eventually, you'll just be like, and here you go, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going to lose their, say they lose their level two mace and then in the next room there's a level four mace or a level three mace so, yeah you know something that will even not just replace but upgrade yeah so they won't even have to make that decision if they don't or 
Yeah, like if you intended to give them better weapons yeah. anyway. I get that. But also, I kind of like the idea of the people who were more strategic and didn't lose their weapons should maybe be rewarded by still getting their weapons. But those who lost the weapons or the armor, it gets replaced, but it's like just a little less. Oh, okay. Good, you know? Yeah. Because they were... A little more careless. A little more careless or just ended up having some crummy rolls and that happens sometimes, you know? Sure. Absolutely. You know, but but that being said, the Rust Monster is a great... A great D&D pinata to, to basically gi give... It's a super simple way... To have a reason to give them new stuff. Oh yeah, and and better weapons or or something, you know. Yeah, I, I like that uh, that phrase, the D and D pinata. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you, it's the uh, checklist monster, you know. Oh sure, yeah, your you your D and D bingo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's the mind flayer, the beholder. Yep. Red dragon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, everybody get out get out your your big marker pen. Yeah. Like <laughs> your dabber. Blot, your dabber, yeah. <laughs> what I mean, I I think it's I think it's fairly simple. I was going to ask you your ideal party, but I mean it's it's pretty straightforward. Just wooden weapons and casting, you know. Yeah, unfortunately there's there's not much more to it. Like a pointed yeah. spear or or a rock. Like a rock spear, you know, that yeah. could work. Or, or, uh, a hammer. A hammer. Bow and arrow. Bow and arrows would be fine. What am I thinking of? Oh, like a like a flint axe even. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. These have... Do they have any resistances or anything? No resistances or vulnerabilities. Okay. So you can hit it with anything you want. Just assuming... Assuming it's not the Dwomer Eater, mm -hmm. then you have to be a little more careful. But then, like you say, okay, I don't use my my focus. I would rather, assuming you know what it is. Sure. I'd rather one fight where I take the penalty by not using a focus than lose my focus. Sure. You know, but in, in 4E, I don't even know How what translates. it would mean. Yeah, yeah. If it's disadvantage or, or, sure. or what. Honestly, in 5e, I couldn't even think of, of what... Oh, you don't get your proficiency bonus in 5e. That's what it is. Okay. To your attacks. So the Rust Monster is one of those... We've seen some classics where I've been like, wow, I, I've skipped over this thing because I didn't think it was that cool, but it really is freaking cool. Yeah. This one is like, it's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. It's, there's not much beyond it being the rust monster and it turns your metal stuff to rust. Exactly. It's terrible if it happens to you. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're just watching that car crash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can't, it's it's in slow motion and you can't stop it. You know? Yeah. It is one of those really interesting kind of studies in psychology to see it happen, though. To see the, <laughs> the players go into it all confident. Yeah. And come out of it and, you know, one of them doesn't have his armor anymore and the other one lost the, the great sword that it was he was wielding from the very beginning. Yeah. And, you know, they were 
reduced to picking up, you know, clubs or improvised clubs mm-hmm. off the ground and killing this thing. And just to see what the, just the highs and lows, I guess, of yeah. a combat. I, how would you use this as a DM? Or would you use it at all? If, say, say they, your players had to encounter a rust monster okay. once. Gotcha. Had, could just be a single rust monster once in, in the game. Yep. How would it happen? I think it would definitely be early on enough in a dungeon where if they had to leave to go back to town and, and re-equip that they could, because I just don't want to be that big of a jerk to them. But it would be one of those things where if the rust monster is there, then there's an armory pretty close by. So maybe you have to you know break into it or something, but mm. you're able to re-equip if you you know, are, are knocked out in terms of your, your inventory. Okay. But yeah, I would definitely do it. And I would, I don't think I would really pull any punches in that regard either because. Well, if you're if, giving them so many options yeah. to remedy the situation. Well, that too. But if you're going to have that, you, you want them to lose a piece of gear. You, you, you go in as the DM, you go into this fight knowing full well what you're doing. Exactly. Or you, I certainly hope you do. Yeah. Do you make it an optional fight? Could they get a, around it somehow? Could they maybe maybe there's a stockpile, maybe they're in a mine and there's a stockpile of shovels or something. Yeah. I would I think I would make it an optional fight, but I would dangle the carrot of there's something beyond the rust monster that you're not going to be able to obtain anywhere uh, else. Okay. That it's not integral to the story. Sure. Like you can absolutely bypass it if you want, uh-huh. but if you want this extra bonus, whether it's a magical weapon, whether it's a, you know, a, a key to a different room or a different chest somewhere down mm-hmm. the line. But I would, I would at least dangle that carrot for him. So think. it's it's a it's a gateway. It's blocking that side quest. Yeah, precisely. Okay. That's all. Okay. So they have to weigh the options. Yep. But do you do you just show them that there is more behind this thing, or do you let them know what they're missing out on? I think I would... Because sometimes just saying, oh, you didn't complete the dungeon, you didn't explore every room, is enough. Oh, sure. Yeah, I would... You know what? I In that instance, especially if it was a one-shot, I might give them a map. Oh, And okay. say, this is the map of the dungeon. Okay. You know, it's it. at one time, it was fairly well populated. So, of sure. course, there's going to be a map. Yeah. So, they could see that there's something another room there and maybe they roll some kind of check where it will uh, allow them to kind of sense that there's some magic coming from there, an arcana check or something along those lines. And they can feel a fairly potent form of magic emanating from that room beyond the rust monster. And just kind of give them that, that option that if, if that's what they want to do, then great if they want to run the completionist route then so be it yeah i'm trying to think of of how 
how that would work for a one shot though. It would have to be something that would help them beat the boss or something. Not not the only thing that can beat the boss, but that would make it easier. Sure. You know. Yeah. Because if if we're playing a 4-hour game and after this there there are no repercussions, you know, like okay, I don't I They don't, don't, don't really have a reason. Yeah. No, it's not the yeah. the magic bullet, but maybe it's something to make another magic bullet. Okay, sure. You know. Sure. I I see the most value in a one shot in this thing, at least for oh, yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. Although I do like like we said earlier, I do like the idea of the the piñata and knowing like as the DM knowing like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And just seeing them sweating and losing their minds. This is like the D&D version of Toad's house in Mario 3, where it's it's a little bit more deadly <laughs> yeah. than Toad's house, but you know you're just going to get something out of it. You're just going to flip a, what is it, flip it? Does he flip a card? Some, oh, no, you yeah. open the box. Well, the, the yeah, box, in yeah. the house, you just open yeah. the box, but yeah. No, no, no rust monsters to get to Toad's house, though. That's the no, thing. Well, yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's Hammer Brothers, though. See, there you go. They do, yeah, they do block that off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, how many how many tetanus shots would you rate the rust monster? I don't want to go too low because he's one of the originals. But I'm saying like a three. Okay. I don't I don't think I don't think longevity based on our really arcane and archaic and unreliable scales <laughs> that we've, 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 we've rated things so far. I don't think just, just the fact that it's been around for so long is enough to tip it anymore to, to put it like above five. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't think it automatic that's, that's its lowest, you know? Yeah. So I think three is, I think three is pretty good. I would give it like a three or four. It's for all of the things that we said, there's, some of the some of the standard things that we look for in our scale is is grander play and storylines and hooks and things like that. Yeah. And this is one of those this is an owl bear. Yeah. That's just a a that there are just more more consequences to, to fighting this thing. That's yep. all. It's yeah. just it's just a critter. And it's just one of those things where the party is going to be happy that they faced it and that they can say that it's it's on their list of things that they defeated. But beyond that, it's it's not much more. I do now that you you that's the second time you said you've made the list comment, and I kind of do like the idea of I don't know, like a, a really rich, spoiled kid who hires them. To fill his trophy room, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he can claim to be like a a big a big monster game yeah. hunter. He's he he's pretending to be Craven the Hunter, basically, and he's just got a room full of monster heads that he himself did not actually kill. It, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That oh, that would be really funny, actually, and that would be a great way to to incorporate. A lot of disparate pieces of these 
these classics yeah. that in a lot of other campaigns, they just kind of wouldn't gel. So you'd kind of have to. You'd really have to shoehorn them in. Yeah. You'd have to really force them into that story. But that. You're just on a monster hunt. That's, that's funny. And that's, that's a lot of varied combat. Cause there are a lot of different, different critters. For sure. And a lot of different levels too. I mean, you could you go from oh yeah absolutely. very early on to yeah. I mean, how you can go to level twenty with absolutely, your characters. Yeah. How oh, and you can work in a mechanic of you have to get a trophy, and maybe when you start out, you're not that good at, at preserving the body or with trophies, so you have to roll a percentage, and if you fail, you have to get another one. Sure, yeah. You have to kill another one and try again. Yeah, how are you going to get this giant head back to this yeah. guy? Yeah, You just have an NPC with a wheelbarrow? Yeah, right, a mule and and a little gnome. Yeah. How, how do you get the trophy for the gelatinous cube after you kill it? Ooh. And can you just get around it by putting Jello in a jar? <laughs> yes, and and do a deception check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know if you saw if you've seen The Office where Jim puts Dwight's oh. stapler and whatnot yeah. in Jello. That's all. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's it. Yeah, that is the. That's a gelatinous cube. That's, that is that's the it. the trophy, the gelatinous trophy. Yeah, yeah. Top yeah top five monsters that you would put in that. Oh, any level doesn't matter. Just that you would want to see. Okay. Say I was running it for you. What would you want to see? Beholder trophies. Okay. Which would be eye stock and eye stock for the boulder. I mean, I might just go. You mount mount the whole head. You (laughs) just taxidermy the whole head. (laughs) My God. Probably a red dragon, but some form of dragon for sure. Okay. And you could get away with like a claw or a horn or something along those lines. Sure. I would say a hook horror. Oh, okay. And you would get the actual, you know, the hook. The hook. Yeah. Although the head is pretty iconic. The too. head is the cool beak too. And the whiskers yeah. and stuff. I don't know. See, that's the thing where you could put them in like a natural history museum and just have the whole thing. Yeah. And maybe oh, that's, that's your true, other yeah. hook is it's instead of a spoiled rich kid, you're just you're filling up this museum. But you're going out and kill, like actively oh, yeah. oh, killing for sure. things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's grotesque. Yeah, it is completely morally bankrupt. Yeah, but yeah. That's three. I, yeah, that's three. I'd like to see an illithid in there, but I don't know if that's too humanoid. Even, I was going to say, even with beholder, like they're sentient creatures. So yeah, you're. you're you're telling a lie, and obviously your spoiled rich kid is like doesn't care. Like no, he wants those trophies for sure. But where do you draw where, that yeah, line? Yeah, where do where does the party? Yeah. how do they feel about it? You know? Yeah, it's like, do you are you going to go out and kill a centaur for them? Because I don't know if that's oh, yeah. necessarily something. But illithids and beholders are inherently evil. So true. So that's okay. But a centaur, absolutely, like yeah. Even a centaur with an attitude problem, I don't know yeah, if I would... Yeah, it doesn't warrant becoming a trophy. Exactly, yeah. So was Illithid... Maybe, are, you, are you going with I don't Illithid? know if I can go with Illithid, no. no. I would go... What about, like, a Demi-Lich? Just the the skull of the Demi-Lich? Oh, the glowing skull? Yeah. yeah. And doesn't it have, like, gems in the oh, eyes, yeah. too? Okay, that would be a really cool trophy. Yeah. That's yeah. almost like... That's the final one, because obviously those guys are, are pretty, pretty powerful, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, last owl one. bear. I would say probably like an owl bear. Pretty easy to do. Yeah. A mimic. How would you do a mimic? I don't know if you could do a mimic because I would just, I would just give them a, a chair. But they I swear it's a mimic. But they say, they say that a mimic when when it's killed it goes back to its true form, and they've never explained what the true. Form I was going to say, what is the true they've form of a mimic? Never explained it. Hmm. So just like a puddle, you know, I was kind of s- a gelat, maybe a little more substance than a gelatinous cube, but just kind of gooey. Maybe a ditto yeah. from Pokemon. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Chewing that's... gum. Chewed, chewed <laughs> chewing gum. You yeah. Know? That's it. <laughs> I think the best part and the, the funniest part of that whole campaign would be trying to come up with different things you could give them instead so that they would think that they got the the mimic but it's actually just a pile of chewing gum or oh the, what the players could give to the yeah the, okay with a deception check or even a really cool idea is he wants he wants a room that is a menagerie of mimics so you have to get a chair mimic and a wardrobe mimic and a door mimic even though they can mimic all sorts of things sure. but like say say they're unitasker like pokemon yep you have to get one of each that could be and you just show up absurd. with a bunch of chewing gum and he doesn't understand yeah. why we, we had to kill them no, they're they're dead, they're dead. Like, what did you expect or maybe they just they, when they die they turn into tiny versions of whatever they were mimicking so you just go out and buy like doll furniture yeah it's it's like a little <laughs> like a skylanders thing or something yeah. Jeez. so I don't know if I talked f- myself into a higher grade for the the rust monster, but I think I really like that campaign idea of the of the trophy hunting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that really has anything to do with the no, rust monster. No, not at all. Because I don't think you even included the rust monster in your top. You know five, what? I so. certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think would you say three originally or four? No, we got we got all five eventually. No, for I mean for the, oh for the, him no three yeah, yeah. three okay three. three it is I'm yep. happy with that. And that is it for, I hope you are happy with that. That is it for the Rust Monster this week. Thanks so much for listening. Do us a favor, drop us a line, moms at fecklessmoms.com or go right to fecklessmoms.com and there is a contact us link right on the page. Go ahead and let us know what you think about the Rust Monster. Have you had to fight the Rust Monster or have you thrown a Rust Monster at your players? Tell us those stories. And let us know what monster you would like us to cover or what critter out of which monster manual you want us to cover. On the Random Encounters page on fecklessmoms.com, you can find the list of all of the monster manuals that we are using. Go over there, send us a page number, and we will talk about it. Thank you so much for listening to Random Encounters. We'll be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual. Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.